flip the health and wellness industry upside down so you can be your healthiest inside and out. I'm your host, Dr. Neil Smoller, holistic pharmacist and supplement strategist. I'm here with my co-host, Mark DeSico, founder of RTD Fitness. How's it going, Marky? I am a strategist as well, Neil, um, <laughs> but different kinds of strategy. What kind of strategy are you into today? Well, more just D and D. I don't know. Like it's yeah. it's D and D's taken off since Stranger Things. You're People a stratego are, strategist. Yeah, I like a good strategy. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, we all need to get strategic, mostly about supplements, and we're going to help out today's episode. Mm -hmm is we're going to call it the Book of Mark. Ooh, like the Book of Mormon, but uh, also uh, the biblical sense. We're going to okay. engage in your favorite pastime talking about you. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> I mean, we've done a lot of Neil-centric. I mean, yeah. let's be fair here. Yeah. We've done a lot of supplement. If you guys have been watching, and of course you have, and yeah. you've been tuning in, you guys know this is the premier podcast for changing your life, right? We're going to cover all of the pieces that are necessary for you to improve your existence. Along those lines, we've talked a lot about what Neil does but I'm going to talk about what I do. Me, 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 me. me. Yeah, I know. It's. Um, I'm hoping that if we do this, he'll just got the frig up no, a little bit. You know? Never. But yeah, I'm. I'm sure knowing Mark that this is not going to happen. So today we're talking about Mark and his weight loss journey, and because we're, I hate that we're. we're I, I know it's so dumb. Ugh. We're we're building in a, a plan here. We're we're. This is sort of like the the Neil and Mark cinematic universe. We're sure. building it up yeah. to then the Avengers Endgame. And so, but totally. we're not going to do Endgame. We're going to do yeah, we'll some, assemble we'll, though. We'll just do like Ultron is Ooh. what we'll do. But yeah, so we're getting to a, a thing that I want to do, which I think is going to be very valuable. We need to hear Mark's story. So this is what we're doing today. Um, let's do the plug. So first, visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast related. Two, please subscribe. We want you to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And even on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button over there. I know the video tells you to subscribe like 400 times during an episode. Uh, sorry about design. that. That is not my design not, for sure. I like it though. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely give us a five-star review as often as you can each and every episode. It helps us get seen and heard. And I think that we are worth it. I mean... Who would argue that? No. Uh, nobody. Not me or you. No. We're I mean, we gonna... love ourselves, and that's part of why we have a podcast. This because, is an issue. You know, we're, we're uh, you know, just the best at what we do. <laughs> I'm going to check in right now. We're going to do our pre-podcast affirmation, just because Ooh. some people are dipping in for the first time. Sure, welcome. And they might go, you know, these guys are kind of jerks about stuff, yeah. and are they beating up on me? And that's not true. Not true. Mark and I want you to live your healthiest life, and we're fans of supplements when done right. We just don't want you to get lost in the chaos in the health and wellness industry that they intentionally create. So we want to make sure that you don't waste your time, money, or energy on the false promises from these billion-dollar industries. So we're here to help, and we're here to help you on a new and better path to feel your best. So here's the warning. <laughs> if we're ranting, which we tend to, might happen. it's not to pick on you. If you've made that decision, we get it. We understand how this system works. Uh, we just want to beat up on this corrupt system, the misinformation, the hype that gets folks like you with good intentions down the wrong path. And so we're going to rage against the supplement machine, if that's cool with you. Mm. So, so today's episode, again, Book of Mark. So what we're going to do because of our off the record uh, podcast, the premium episodes for subscribers, uh, we are going to keep the juicy stuff for off the record where Mark is, I don't know, what kind quite of stuff literal are you talking about? Quite, there's literal. a lot of juice. There's a lot is of this just, the dumping syndrome. There's a lot of the dumping thing. Is no, the whole thing. So we'll dumping get a, syndrome. It's very, uh, it's very gross. exciting. So, but there'll be other stuff too. There's a lot of things that happen in this journey that I'm on that uh, I hate that phrase and I'm using yeah, it's it. It's an issue. Ugh. Uh, but this is my life, right? And so it's, it, there's going to be funny parts. 
We're going to save the best of those parts for the off the record, but yeah. we're going to get into the logistics of what went down here so that you have an idea when you go to off the record, kind of what we're talking about. Great. So this is about Mark going from how much? 420 pounds at my heaviest. Okay. To? 200. 200. Even 200. Yeah. I was down to like 195. That was too small for me though. And I, I actually kind of want to grow up my arms. So Got it. 195 yeah. was too small. You were fitting into like a men's small. I was in a men's medium, men's uh, which, medium, which from a 5XLT to a men's medium is a very uh, drastic uh, change yeah. for a person. It's hard to wrap my mental uh, around it and my brain around mm-hmm. it. And so it's a lot, um, but it's incredible. And so I, I want to preface everything with I am extremely lucky. I'm extremely blessed. And I feel very much like um, science has helped me in a way that I really needed it to. And, and it's, it's helped reinforce and augment the stuff that I was already going to do and I've already been trying to do for like 20 years. And so we're going to get into kind of my path to how I got here. Path is still terrible, but it's okay. It, it's all horrible. It's all bad. Um, I'm really glad that you said science after you said blessed because I thought we were going religious. So we're I'm not. Like, we're, we're taking not, a hard we're not, right. No, we're no. not doing that. It's. It's. I am. I feel like though it's important to just say that because of course because I feel like it's it's true for me and I and I've I've been I have been very lucky to to have made it this far considering the way I was living and how I was treating my body and sort of all of what it's taken for me to get here. It's uh. I, you know, saying I'm blessed is, is true. And yeah. it's not just a hashtag. Like it's, it's, I, I truly feel like I've gotten a new lease on life and that's uh you know, that's not really a joke. That's the reality here. So, all right. So here we go, Mark, we're going to do your fat history. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Then we're going to talk about the decision. Sure. Then we'll talk like about LeBron. <laughs> surgery and the post-op period. We'll talk about your first weight loss segment yeah. and you know it's actually really funny before we get into it mm-hmm. the hair episode right? yeah we oh, put the just incredible we put the uh, it was awesome we put the picture up of us at marlboro which yes. was just a year ago it was you, just a year and you were bigger and i was yeah and i was about 240 then and that was where wow. i had i had had like a plateau there we'll get into that but mm. um wow. you know f- for me um uh, you know i have i was fat um for a lot of my life and so in high school i got mono in like senior year and i really got big and so i look back on some of my graduation pictures and I realized like that was sort of the beginning of me getting really, really fat. And my mom will remind me that like, I, I, that was when I really got big and, and not, not to hurt my feelings, but just like she, she was watching me grow up. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I, I was an athlete in high school and I think that's important to kind of say, like I played baseball all the time. I played soccer, um, you know, until was, Anthony joined the team. Well, Anthony's like eight feet tall yeah. and, uh, you know, super, he, yeah, he was super athletic, but I got to warm him up a lot, uh, in goal <laughs> and that was fair. I do find and, it really interesting that like each episode we seem to be giving a, a shout out to somebody from high school. Different Saugertesian, which yeah. feels fine. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's up? Coopers. And so, um, <laughs> this is, you know, she's this is Lindsay's favorite podcast. Just to, let's be clear. Um, she's obsessed. She's listening. Hashtag obsessed. So, so when I was in high school, you know, I was an athlete, I was active. Um, so I, I, I wasn't like always a morbidly obese person. I think that's important to kind of note because there was a point in time where it's like, I just was eating and, and sort of not caring about the impact. So like at, at a certain point, like I was eating lots of bagels, shout out Socrates. I was yeah. eating lots of bagels every morning before school. I would go to calculus class and get extra help in senior year. And I would bring a bagel with me and sit at a desk and eat a bagel and drink a cup of coffee. And I would giant bagel, giant cream cheese every single day for breakfast. That was breakfast, right? Yeah. And then from there, it's just carbs, carbs, carbs. And I'm Italian. I love bread. Bread is my enemy. And so 
you know, take that sort of mono period where I like couldn't do a lot of physical stuff and then add in sort of already my eating patterns. And that was a recipe for disaster. Right. You, I, I recall us yeah. bumping into each other after our first year in college. Yeah. We were visiting the high school, like Mr. Fear told us never to do. He said, don't do that. Don't ever do that. Yep. And but we, we did. We went back and you happened to be there the same day as me. It was remarkable how yeah. uh, different you were at that yeah. point. And, and so like your freshman 15 was much more than that. Well, I, you know, again, like the senior year, it sort of went into that. And so then I'm I'm dropped on a college campus at 18 yeah. and I have access to unlimited food, Chicken right? And so, and, you know, and, and booze. And so like, they, you know, there's no scenario. And then I'm not going to gym class, right? Like there's no, there's no built-in sort of physical education piece yeah. to this. There's no Hank Smith, you know, telling me to go run laps. So here I am, you know, uh, just eating my feelings and just right. eating uh, just to feel good. Like I get the, the reason why people eat food at excess. That was for me, how I dealt with the world, right? It's just yeah. easy for me to feel good. It didn't seem like a problem for me, even though I knew I was fat, I was kind of like a Farley, right? Like I, I legitimately walked around doing Farley impressions all day. Like yeah. that was who I was. That was my identity. And like, I got a lot of like, you know, pride in being the big fat funny guy. Right. And so and that's so who I was. Did? You did? I like, did. Because I, even Chris Farley, I guess, like the inside scoop was like he didn't like that people liked him because he was the fat guy, well, not just the funny guy. And I, and I would say like it, it had a, it has, you know, it ebbs and flows, right? Like there's times where yeah. I'm like, I'm so excited that this is like how I am. You're getting attention. Yeah, and, people, I mean, it's and, great. Pe and people laugh and they have fun and like I make it nice for people to be around. I try to make that environment around me like a fun environment. And so yeah. when I'm making jokes and it's at my expense, like it's not at somebody else's expense, right? So like yeah. it's, it's sort of like, you know, I, I, I liked, um, how it was for me to be able to eat whatever I wanted without any sort of repercussions, except that I was a giant fat person, right? Yeah. But, but even then, I overachieved in my social life. I overachieved academically. <laughs> I overachieved with girlfriends. Like, I should not have been able to hook up with the girls I hooked up with based on, like, how I looked and felt, right? Wow, so, and so you you had no problem, huh? None. And, and You were and riding that big pun vibe, right? I had the big pun vibe. Yeah. It was just in the middle of the yeah, little ladies. Yeah. Diddle do diddly, right? So, like, I was, I was, the, I was, you know, punish or punish me. That was how yeah. it was. And so, you know, Biggie Smalls, this is the 90s, guys. So it's Biggie Smalls, Big Pun, Chris Farley. Everybody loved fat people then. And so it just, it was a time, you, if you weren't around the 90s, you don't understand how it was to be a big person in the 90s. But to say, yeah. it was, it, it, there were times where it was depressing, obviously. And I would be sad and I would be like, God, I wish I could do something about this. But I would go, meh, and I would just eat a bagel, right? And so I never really made an attempt to try to lose weight in college or really in high school until my senior year, I realized I was way, way overweight and I was uncomfortable. And I was like, I, I can do something about this now. I'm 21, 22 years. I'm 22 years old. I can do something about this. So it was the summer I was 22. I went to the gym every day with my friend Kevin and, um, and shout out Kevin Bow, professional wrestler. And I, um, I lost a hundred pounds and I changed my diet. I was eating salad. Like I was, I was tuned in. And so I got to the end of that summer. I had lost 100 pounds. I felt great. I was in the mid-200s around that time, which is an excellent weight for me. I think I got down to like 220, which is a very good weight for me. It's a little bit more than I am now. Um, and that felt that felt good. That was my first real significant weight loss. And so I felt the pride in that. I felt good about that. And a funny thing happened. I, uh, I was hanging out with my buddies, and the one guy just threw a, like a side comment. was like, you're just not as funny when you're not fat. And I was oh, like, snap. son of a gun. And, and then I was like, yeah. I, I mean, you're not funny anyway. I'm not funny either way right and so yeah. so but like i was like yeah i should probably just be fat again and 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 that's not like it didn't happen that quickly but it was like this subtle lingering notion in my mind that like maybe he's right 
Like maybe all this losing weight stuff's like not for me. And, and because I showed myself that I could do it, it was like, well, I could do this at any time. That's right? fascinating. It's, it's wild, right? The, the, the mental piece. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk. A lot There's to unpack a, there, there. You just uh, dumped on us mm-hmm. like a dumping syndrome. Yeah. We have to. So you were saying, first off, you have a professional wrestler friend yes. who took you under his wing. Yeah. Did he say to you, you're a fat dude, we got to fix this? No. Or you know, he, he had been he had been larger as well, and he had lost a bunch of weight, and so he was super supportive. And I so, think I've seen pictures of this dude. He's a jack dude, no, He's right? in great shape. And yeah. so uh, he's Kevin Bowe. He owns his own wrestling. Uh, Chase Del Monte is his name, and he owns the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. Shout out New England Pro Wrestling Academy. It was Killer Kowalski's old wrestling school, and now he runs it in uh, in Massachusetts. It's awesome. And Jesus. so he you're actually- give people a stroke with all this information that you're to just know. dumping a lot to know. So so he took me and, and he showed me how to do the work. Like I knew how to like lift weights and stuff. And I, I kind of knew, you know, I, right. I knew how to run and stuff. But really putting together like a plan where I would like focus on certain body parts. And then I would also, yeah. you know, make sure that I was getting my cardio in. And I, I had a really good schedule because I was working uh, residential at a residential facility at the time. And so yeah. I had a seven to three schedule. Oh, That's yeah. an That's incredible killer. schedule. Yeah, so where you work out after? So I could work out after. So I get done yeah. at three o'clock and I could still go back to Villanova's campus where I lived. I lived, you know, near Villanova. And we would just go to the gym there, right? So it's like senior year, summer, senior year. The gym was open. I had my card to get in. And we would just kill it at the gym. And then I would kill it with my nutrition, right? Yeah, so let's talk about that real quick. So uh, how did you get that insight and that information? Did this dude help you out with that too? You know, not really. Again, like I feel like I've said this before, but I knew kind of how to eat sort of. Like I knew I needed to increase protein. I needed to have good carbs. And I knew that, right? I didn't know about healthy fats that much, but I was really like on a, like I didn't even use dressing. Like it was like spring mix, grilled chicken. um, And, you know, and my ex-girlfriend at the time, um, uh, Beth was awesome and she was supportive. And so she would make f- like homemade meals. And so I was really like, and people were really Your supportive. Your ex-girlfriend was cooking for she you? She was. There was some juju going on there. No, no, bro. she was my girlfriend at the time. Oh, she's a girlfriend. She's oh. my, my ex-girlfriend now because I'm married, right? So, but Well, yeah, why would you say ex-girlfriend? You're married. Like we, I, well, she and I, we're, not, we're not together. I'm just pointing out oh, the Jesus. fact that at the time she was my girlfriend. The girlfriend, My girlfriend at the time. All right, I understand. She, right. Was, she was helping me um, with the nutrition <laughs> piece. And so she was very into that. She was very into fitness. And so... Again, overachieved. She was way hotter than I should have been able to hang out with. And yeah. so that'll we can bring that off the record too. And shout out Beth. Hi Beth. Um so a lot going on here. So yeah. so, so I yeah. so I so I lost the weight. I ate well. Yeah. I, I focused on my nutrition. But somebody pushed you over the edge. Huh? It wasn't his fault. I had the lingering notion not, that like yeah, not that his like, fault, but it was this the key. It, it, it just put the idea in my head. And also like having that level of success and then knowing I could do it, it was sort of like and I've been a I've been a very cocky, confident person my entire life. Like I've never lacked for self-esteem. And so even as a giant fat person, I've always felt like I'm awesome. And so I was just like, I could do it again if I needed to. And then when I started gaining, it was like, I kind of had a little bit of panic, like, oh, this might not be good for me. But I I said, all right, you know what? I I could always just go back and do that thing I did that summer. Right. And that, and that notion stayed with me for a really long time. And it was a very bad notion because it kept me sick and it kept me not doing the things I did that summer. Does that make sense? Like, of course. So I didn't, I didn't think that I couldn't do it, but I also made no attempts to go back and do it again. Yeah. Which is crazy. And so, you know, the other thing is, so a 22 year old, 400 pound person that has a history. And I wasn't 400 at that point. I'm like three, like low threes. So it hadn't gotten to the 400. So you didn't like spring back. Nope. But I mean, like morbid obesity, one of the things I try to tell folks is like, you know, your body can take a lot of abuse for a lot of time before it really really starts to accumulate and become an issue. People, you know, somebody said to me today in the store, like, you know, I've always been healthy 
and all of a sudden now it's all falling to pieces. I'm like, no, no, no. It took you 50 years of destroying your body yeah. to get to this point. Your body's finally giving up. So as part of, uh, I'm skipping so, ahead a little bit, but as, right. as part of the uh, process of doing the uh, the pre-op for uh, getting the surgery, you have to meet with a, a psychologist. And so I met with the psychologist and I had met with him the first time I tried to do the surgery and I was unsuccessful because I couldn't lose the weight. The second time I went to him, same guy, I said, you know, look, I've been a, like, I'm, I'm, I know I'm 420 pounds, but like, I'm really serious this time. I'm really going to do it. And I, 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 other, other than like my sleep apnea, like I'm, I'm actually a, a fairly healthy, gigantic fat guy because I really didn't have any other yeah. comorbidities. So I had like a, no I had like joint some, pain. Joint pain was okay. I got yeah. around okay. I mean, I got tired Did you, obviously okay, easily. Cause I was going to say like, you're probably not breathing well. I'm not sleeping. breathing well. I'm not breathing well when I walk. Like people would say to me, like, I could hear you coming down the hallway. Like, yeah. like when I've lost the weight, people would say to me at work, like I heard you coming down the hall and I got nervous cause I thought like you might pass out. Like yeah. that's the breathing you were doing. Just that, walking in a straight, like that <sighs> stuff where it's not even getting up. I, too I much can't fat even, I can't even breathe. And so. And so I said to him, like, in a kind of my cocky sort of way, you know, like, I'm a pretty healthy fat person. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, other than my morbid obesity and my, and my CPAP machine and my sleep apnea and, <laughs> and my pre-diabetes slash diabetes, I'm actually pretty healthy. And he was like, yeah, for now. Right. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And he's like, this is accumulating. Like, this is a cumulative effect that you're doing. And so yeah. everything you're doing in your body is, like, not going to last. Like, there's a shelf life for this. And I yeah. was like... Thanks, psychologist, for shooting it straight. So yeah. he really took the wind out of my sails, which was good because because you need I that, well, huh? and, and I'm unrealistic about myself, right? Like like I'm not a good uh, reporter on sort of how I am or how I'm doing. And you know, so it's really interesting yeah. that you say that because I'm the opposite. I sure. over yeah. uh, compensate for that. You mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come from a family of morbidly obese people, yep. and on both sides of the family, yep. and it's something that I'm constantly thinking about. Yeah, and so like I and and I guess part of it too is like. Um, you sort of get, so like I lost the weight. I, I had maintained that for a little bit, but then I gained most of it back. And so then I started like, you know, getting older, uh, you know, less, less activity working full time. I moved back here to, to New York. I took a County job. It was a very stressful job. And so I would eat on the run. I would eat Again, dicings, bagels with cream cheese. I'd roll yeah. up to the dicings on Broadway. I'd go in. They'd hand me the bagel over the top because they already knew that's what I wanted. They'd yeah. give it to, like I had a system. And so, I, you know, eating at the diner, all these things, right? right? Processed well, food, processed high food, calorie, high calories, you know, sugars, sugar, the wazoo. carbs, 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 bread, bread, bread. Right. So that's been my story. So. I, you know, I come here, I establish myself here. And so like, I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt no, you. So no. 22 is when you do the first attempt. 22 is the first attempt. And then you're back at the higher weight of 23? Uh, tw- 24, you know, okay. ish. I'm back mm-hmm. in, in the 300s again. And so, and the, from the 300s, it just starts climbing. It's, it's yeah. a subtle climb. It's, I'm, and then I'm just back to being a big guy and that's who I am. It's my identity and I'm, ar- I'm already used to that. So it's like, yeah. whatever, right? And so in the back of my head, I'm still like, yeah, I could go back to the gym at any time. I could start nutrition at any time, but I don't, yeah. okay? So I, I, I have girlfriends, I have a wife. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, this is not at the same time. Stuff. No, like it's it's in order. So okay. like I'm so I'm still like I'm I'm doing okay. Like socially, right. I'm going out. I do karaoke down at the Strand. Like I I stay busy. Yeah. And and again, do better than I should. Socially, you know, with women, everything. Um, you keep bringing that up. Do you think that we would not think that you would be? Well, I think there's a. I think there's this idea yeah. that like fat people sort of live this like secluded life, or that we don't go out places. And I want to like put that to bed. Like. I was a fat person who was very out in the open. Like mm-hmm. I was out, like I wasn't hiding from people. Like I was fat in, in public, yeah. right? And so there was nothing about like how I'd lived that would lead you to believe that like I, I wasn't doing all right. right. Um, but honestly, like I was struggling. 
And so, yeah. I, you Can know, I do yeah. one thing though, Mark, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, I also want to say the idea, you know, you and I are using the term fat person mm -hmm. or fat and everybody needs to know they, if you don't know already, like we don't have a thing against not at all obese people. No. In fact, we're trying to help you out. And like the yeah. fat, you know, I'm some not people, shaming anybody. Some people, people get sensitive about that. I just want to, and people have accused me. And this is a good point because people mm -hmm. accuse me when I do before and after pictures mm -hmm. of fat shaming. Like it, I had like a, a picture of wow. mine go viral from uh diamond Dallas page. He shared a before and after of me on Twitter Yeah, and it went, it went viral and people lost it. Like a, a, a famous sort of Twitter handle. I don't understand Twitter, but a famous yeah. Twitter handle, like uh, guys who have post W's on the internet, like wins, I guess. Mm. And so they shared this thing and like a million people shared my underwear picture and I'm like flexing in the one and then the yeah. other one, I'm just giant belly. And people were like, why is he fat shaming? I'm like, fat shaming, that's me. Like yeah. I, that's my physical body. And like, I feel a million times better. I'm not shaming anybody. This was my, this was what happened to this me. This is called potential. This and, is and this is what can happen. Inspiration. If you, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so people take it very differently and 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 people use the word inspiration or inspire. And that's, I, I, I appreciate when people say that, like, oh my gosh, you're such an inspiration. I'm not doing it for that. And I don't, like as much as I'm cocky and like, like I've established that, I, I, I I didn't set out to inspire right, you're anybody. You're not. Yeah, you're doing it for you, but you know, it and definitely I want to help your, people. It helps your ego yeah. for sure. If you say how great you are, of course. So if you could just do that more often, I everybody. will. I will. And that's you know. Yeah. And so so for me, like, <laughs> I would never make anyone feel badly about about their weight or no. or how they feel in their bodies. Like I I completely like I am you, and mm -hmm. so like I get it. And so mm -hmm. I'm just sort of recapping it and using words like fat people because that's that's what I was and am. So like I, like I, right now I think of myself as a fat person. So like, mm -hmm. it's not, it's part of my identity and it's part of who I've been. So I, I don't mean it in a derogatory way whatsoever. Right. I just wanted to make sure. No, I think that's important because there's a lot of, we, we should put a trigger warning up on this. This is, this is, <laughs> this is going to be hard for a lot of people to hear yeah. because, because we're talking about things that people don't like to talk about. And we joke about like fatness a lot in our right. society and we joke about it because it's uncomfortable to talk about. And so we're really having a real conversation about sort yeah, of it the ins be. and outs. I, it absolutely shouldn't be. I, uh, you know, we talked about, I went to Europe, I'm home, I'm having the hardest time. Every podcast episode, I think I keep saying the same thing. I'm having a difficult time adjusting back to American life. It yeah. is so hard. The food is garbage. Everything is processed. Yeah. I went to Six Flags yesterday. Oh, it's and disgusting. It's disgusting. But that's what it feels like almost every other meal. Yeah. Like if you try to like get food and like the quality of the stuff at the grocery store, it is a it's challenge funny. to not be obese, to, to not have a high BMI. It's a lot more work to, yeah. to, to figure out a diet or a nutrition plan that's going to work for you. That is like in, in this American sort of society yeah. and how we sort of build our groceries out. So that's, yeah. that's its own sort of topic. We could spend a year on that. Right. So, so you had a second failure. Though, so, right? so, so I gained, I gained the weight back and then I, I, you know, I got married, we had Lila, um, you know, uh, and so, uh, my daughter's now 10. And so in 2014, I was at work and, uh, uh a coworker, um, was doing a, a very successful, um, weight loss, uh, group. She was, she was working out at a, at a gym with a nutritionist. And so I, I cool. said, you know, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm, I'm working out and I, and I have this nutritionist. She does both. So I was like, well, that sounds great. So let me do this. Right. So my wife, Mary Ellen, super supportive. She was yep. like, okay, you know, that sounds good. So went there, really threw myself at it. You know, 2014, the uh, entire summer I was running. I was doing uh, weight training, which is so important. Like I, yeah. I do body weight stuff now, but I was using weights. Um, I'm big on body weight stuff. And, I'll, you know, of course, you're going to hear more about that from me. But uh, I was able to incorporate the nutrition 
mm-hmm. and I was able to understand the combination. So the thing I got from Jenny May, who was the nutritionist I was working with, was the need at each meal to combine healthy carbs, healthy fats, and proteins Absolutely. at every meal, mm-hmm. and then spacing them out. So her mm-hmm. whole philosophy, which is the Neil, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to Neil in this article. Your fire. Eat to fuel your fire. <laughs> when I read his article, I was like, that's exactly what Jenny yeah. Maid said. So mm-hmm. I have used that, and I still use it today. Mm-hmm. Healthy carb, healthy fat, protein at every meal, and then space in between. Now, today mm-hmm. I had a bunch of Swedish fish, so that I, that's not what happened today. It's but, not a healthy carb. But mostly... <laughs> My my nutrition is so tuned in that yeah. that's how I eat, and that's how I think about my meals. I think about them as, do I have a healthy carb, a healthy fat, and a protein at every meal? Right. So yeah, I learned a meal that. and a snack is the same thing. Yep. So even your snacks should use My snacks are exactly the same. It's exactly Whole the same. Whole episode. We're going to leave that for another yep. time, brother. But 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 I so, – so again, like I've learned pieces, right? So yeah, I did so the working out with my totally friend at 22. I got Jenny May teaching me nutrition at 2014, right? right? Lost another 100 pounds. So I, I won a weight loss challenge at her gym. She All gave right. me money. I used that money that I won at the weight loss challenge. For drugs. For drugs. Yeah. And then took the drug money <laughs> and then used that. I ran that. You ran it back through, <laughs> laundromat, cleaned yeah. the money, brought it back in, Beautiful. and then bought more time at her gym, which is what she knew I was going to do. That's and, great. Yeah. and so I had one-on-one um, f- you know, physical activity where I had a, a, somebody working with me one-on-one. And that was a game changer because it, it helped me with form, with confidence, with knowing that I could do it and building strength. And the idea of being strong was important to me because I didn't want to lose weight and not be strong. And that again is a theme that's going to come through on the end of this yeah. thing too. So, wow, so you can really hear the pieces like coming together. I mean, man. it, it had to build on itself. Cause the one thing I'll say, but you know, jumping ahead, yeah. Mark, you know, came at this like a wrecking ball, him and Miley Cyrus, just right through the wall. Yep. It was unbelievable how much happened for you and how much you did and how it seemed to all align. But the truth is, is that it wasn't like a, a light switch. And then he just started working with the program. He, it's failures. And, you know, with business, with everything that, I, you know, everything that everybody does, it's a collection of fits of and losses, starts and losses, losses and learning I've, how to... Yeah. And learning how to uh, adapt and learning how uh, to put it all together until it finally clicks once and and it's not all. final. So these losses were were felt at the time mm-hmm. like complete disasters. Yeah. And so you know, I felt like this is never going to happen for me. And yeah. and just I, I'm just meant to be fat. I, my body doesn't want to do the stuff that I needed to do. I would blame my body. I blame my genetics. I blame carbs. I I blame locks of bagels. I blame anybody except myself. Mm-hmm. And so. The accountability in this is very important. And oh so, and, and the learning, like I had to learn a lot of this I, stuff I and I didn't the know these take things. Home, like, man. It, wow. it, I didn't have the skill set, right? And so, and I didn't, I couldn't see somebody doing what I needed to do. And that's going to be important kind of as we move into the DDPY piece of this yeah. and, my, and my yoga journey as part of this thing. Ugh, journey. Um, yeah. But that's what this was, right? And so, so I lost a hundred pounds doing the, doing the thing in 2014, but then the gym membership sort of went because it was very expensive to keep that up. And I only was able to pay for it because I'd won the weight loss challenge. So that fell through. And I was kind of like in my head, I'm like, well, I could go to the gym or I could keep this. I could maintain this. Nope. So that was deep depression, sadness. Like, so when I gained that, so weight that was back, the cliff, that was the cliff and yeah. I fell off and yeah. I fell off hard. And yeah. so 2015 to 2016, just, I, I just got super, super fat. And so, you know, back to now heavier than I'd ever been. And yeah. so my heaviest recorded weight, 420 plus pounds, mm-hmm. um, and that gets us into like 2019. So so at this point, yeah. my daughter's seven years old. 
I'm 420 pounds. I'm uncomfortable in my size. I don't have any other of those comorbidities other than my sleep apnea, my pre-diabetes slash diabetes that's coming on. Yeah. And and, and I, I just the struggle to breathe and walk and sort of do the things. But I'm still trying, right? Like even along this path, I'm walking. I'm trying to get steps in during the day. I'm trying to eat better. Like I'm trying to eat salads at lunch. I'm trying to do the things that I that I had learned over time but not ever sort of putting it all together in, in one package. Like it was all just trying to piecemeal it. I drink a ton of water. Like I'm like, if I do that, that'll help. Yeah. It, 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 I had, my body had gotten to a point where at that point I was so big that my body, anything it put in it. And the nurse sort of told me this when I went for my second, um, you know, pre-op, uh, appointment. The nurse was lovely and she was so caring. And she was basically like, listen, you're fighting against your body at this point. Your body's just going to take everything you put into it and turn it into fat. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I'm sorry that that's true, but yeah. that's what's happening with your body. And so the honesty really helped. But I was like, well, that's kind of messed up, man. Like that sort of hurts and sucks. Right. It takes away the agency too. Like you can't change it. There's everything. nothing I can do. Right? right. And so, and there probably was like, and there was because I, so just fast forward to like 2016, I tried the pre-op stuff for the surgery. I'm like thinking I can do the surgery. The way my insurance worked, I had to get six months in and I had to show a 5% weight loss in 2016. I couldn't do it. And so right. I got to the end of that pre-op opportunity and I was defeated and I didn't do the things and I was like, this is it. And so, so there's yeah. a little bit of a hop here yeah. and there's a couple of things that I want to sure. clarify. Uh, so first off, you had this failure and then the decision is like, you need to have some sort of surgical intervention to make this permanent. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I didn't know if it would work because honestly, like the way I was living, it was like, can I stop eating like this? Right. right. And so like, so, it, so the, everyone's panic and sort of my dad even shared this with me. He's like, you know, like you'll eat off a Lila's plate. Like, are you going to stop doing that? Right. Like little things like, like mm. you don't, like you're eating behaviors mm-hmm. have to change in order for this to be successful. And that's mm-hmm. true. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, while I didn't want to hear that, it was accurate. And so, you know, in my head, I'm like, can I do that? You know, can I change the way that I think about food? Can I change the way that I eat? Because I'll have to, this is going to force me to do it. So there's like gastric sleeve, kind of like you with the F-U-T, U-T. there's gastric sleeve and there's gastric bypass. Mm -hmm. And so sleeve, you can kind of finagle with and play around with. Yeah. Those can break. Those can break or or you can finagle and stretch them out (laughs) and then you're back to eating like you were. Right. And so I have friends who've had gastric sleeve who've slipped back and that happens. Right. So me, my head, my all or nothing. And we've talked about sort of my all or nothing thinking, right? I'm like, okay, I got to have the bypass if I'm doing this, because if I'm doing it, there can't be, there has to be the nuclear option. Like there can't be any comeback from this for me. I have to, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it all the way and I'm doing it big. So and that's so your head. Your that's head is my saying head. it's 100% it's bypass or, or nothing. Zero. It's mm-hmm. bypass or nothing. I'm not doing sleeve. So you have to go all because in. Because I know that mm-hmm. I know me enough. And I know that if I had done the sleeve, that would have been it. Interesting. So now you've you've had your lessons. Yep. You've s- seen what works. You yep. know that you're capable. Yep. And I and, and with with help and support, right? And so yeah. so I get to the this 2019 period where it's a summer of 2019. I go back and I say, "Okay, I'm 420 pounds. I need you guys to like help me with the weight loss surgery." So I go in and I'm weighing like 415. I lost a couple pounds on my own at the three-month mark. And so I'm at 415, and they're telling me i got to lose 5%, which at that point would have been 20 pounds. So I only have about 15 more pounds to go. From 420 to 415, I'm like, 15 pounds, I can figure out 15 pounds. Like, I can pee a lot or just figure something out. Like, yeah. I, can, I can lose 15 pounds. At that three-month mark, like, I had only lost five, and I needed to lose 20. The nurse sat down with me and said, we've met as a group, and what we've decided is, based on our research, based on our data, 
the science says to us, so people who don't lose 10% on the front end aren't successful at this. Wow. So our expectation is that for you to qualify for this surgery, you're going to need to lose 10% of your body weight. Now, halfway through my six-month period where I've got to get all of this weight off, at the three-month mark, having lost five pounds, she says to me, now you got to lose 10%, which if you're doing math, that's 42 pounds. Mm-hmm. So she might as well give me a death sentence. Right. It's like, it's not going to work. I'm never going to do this. No, Not n- possible. Not possible. It's not right. possible. Right. And so so I, I, I don't ever remember feeling as defeat. And she was lovely. She was the person who met me the first time and was mm-hmm. like, you can do this. I'm so glad you came back. Thank God you're here. We're going to help you. And she didn't thank God. But she was yeah. like, you know, I'm just really glad you made your way back. A lot of people don't. And so I'm glad you're here and we're going to help you. And I was like, okay. And I, and I felt that. Like I felt like yeah. she really meant it and that she was going to help me through this process. So for her, the person who was so nice to me, right. to sit down with me and be like, listen, I don't even want to tell you this, but like mm-hmm. this is what's about to happen you got to lose 42 pounds. A doctor's not going to prove you unless you lose 10% of your body weight. I, she might as well have shot me in the chest. Right. I, I cried. You know, I went home to my wife. I said, I, I, you know, this isn't going to happen. And so I, um, you know, it was hard. And yeah. uh, I had been circling around this idea of DDP yoga. I was circling around this idea of like doing, trying to do some of this body weight accessible exercises. I had seen success in people my size. So I had seen guys like um like Vance who's one of the you know um Vance Hines who's one of the main guys at, at DDP but huge guy lost a ton of weight doing the yoga I saw his journey I saw Justin Dobbins was kind of in the middle of a journey and so these guys were my size weight wise and had done the yoga and had lost weight so I want to connect two dots yep. if I can sure so you uh, mentioned that your buddy's a wrestler mm-hmm. this DDP Thing. Diamond Dallas Page, yep. Diamond Dallas Page. That would be a wrestler. He's a professional wrestler. Right. So this is for boys who like to play with dolls but pretend that they're not dolls and they're doing well, tough stuff. Let's not. Is that what that is? No. The wrestling thing? I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I totally get it. But like, uh, so you had an affinity for wrestling since you were a child. Yes. And then in college, people don't know, but you mm-hmm. were an announcer for... Like, what was it? Uh, so I've done wh- announcing all my life. Like, I've done, I've, I got a plaque at my house that says Voice of the Sawyers. Like, I've always done mm-hmm. PA stuff, announcing stuff, talking stuff. I've, you can't tell. It's yeah. what I do. So I was a color commentator post-college in- The in, plaque he made in art class. Well, so. I, I got it. Uh, Richie Mayone. Shout out Richie <laughs> Mayone. He made it happen. But um, So I have the plaque. It's hanging at my house. It's, very, it's a pride of mine is that I was Voice of the Sawyers because I, I, you know, I love Saugerties. Shout out Saugerties. Yeah. Um, so I, I had circled around this idea. I had friends who- were professional wrestlers who had broken their backs and and used this to success. So I'd seen successful people both my size and who had had bad physical problems use the yoga to be successful. And so I thought, all right, I I have a gymnastics background, which is important as a kid. I was an athlete before. In my head, I'm still able to do some of this stuff. Let me try this yoga stuff out. So I went home that night and I downloaded the DDPY app. Because I wouldn't even be conscious of this mm-hmm. because I'm not in that world. No, you, no one would know this. And so it's there's a, a Facebook group that has like 70,000 people in it now. Right. And so I was in that Facebook group seeing people have success. And I was just sitting there, woe is me, like this, like it's nice that they got before and afters. Now I'm the guy posting before and afters, right? And so because I saw guys my size be successful and I needed to see that. And so I started that night, I did the Diamond Dozen, which is just a tutorial of the moves, and I could do them extremely modified, extremely modified around my belly, because my belly is giant at this point, and so I could do enough of it 
to feel like I could maybe get some benefit out of it. And so that was enough for me to say, if I can get consistent with this and I stay focused on the nutrition, which I was doing already, and I keep my walking going, which I was doing already, and I keep my water, which I was doing already, if I can apply all these things together, maybe I can lose enough weight for them to consider me for the surgery. Yeah. Or, or not have the surgery at all. Like just keep losing weight using yoga. Right. Right. So there was no downside to doing it other than my own ego. It was just, can I, can I bring myself to the place where I can recognize that I can't do the things the way I want to do them? I'm not going to be able to do the exercises. And the thing I loved about the DDPY app was that there was always somebody in a position up front in the workouts. And these are recorded workouts on an app that you can do. And there was always somebody doing a modified version of all of the workouts. And so I got to meet him. His name's Garrett. He was in a lot of the videos. He's a larger guy. And I was watching this larger guy do this yoga stuff. And I was going, this dude's me. Yeah. And I got to thank him in person when I went down to the summit for the weight loss summit that I got to go to. But when I, cause now I, I teach this and I, and I, I've lost a bunch of weight. So and I you're, put down, I, uh, you know, yeah. clarity again, yeah. you're not getting paid. For no. by DDPY, right? No, not to at plug all. plug this crap. No, yeah, not yeah, at all. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. it cost me money to, to use the DDPY app. So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know, but... For, but Just for clarity. This is That's what all. I did. And mm-hmm. so, you know, now I teach... I te- I'm certified as a level one instructor, so that would be something I could teach you live. I also teach online my yoga body stuff, which I'll get into all of that as we move through this process. But just knowing that I, I could see somebody my size doing these stretches, doing these things, and... and to see he could put his, you know, his foot over his head. I'm like, this guy's he got a belly. Obese. He's yeah. a big guy. He's a bigger guy. He wasn't my size completely, but he, yeah. he was in, you know, good shape for a bigger guy. And so watching guys my size be successful with this was so important for me. And so it helped me get out of my own head, get out of my own way, which is the theme here is mm-hmm. I got to get out of my own way. The only problem I've ever had is me. And that's the truth. And so this has all been something I have had the ability to do, but I've gotten in the way every time. It's my thinking. It's my, uh, I'll just give up. It's the efforts. It's I'm just done. I'm not going to do it. And I give up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so that's it. And so I was able to use the app. I was able to use the exercises at a very modified, very beginner level. And and these exercises, like some of them are bed exercises, chair exercises. I couldn't bring myself to do that. I, I, my ego wouldn't let me, but I started on the mat, very thick mat for my knees because my knees on the mat was terrible. So I used the yoga. I lost 30 pounds. There you go. The, by end of January, I'm at the six month mark. And so I've lost 30 pounds. I'm down to 390 at this point. The doctor's like, you haven't lost 10%, but you've, you've showed significant weight loss. Right. So I'm, I'm going to consider you for this. And I, and I said to him, I said, listen, whether you do this or not, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to lose the weight. I could really use the help here. And so (laughs) if you can help me out, like, like I'm going to be your most successful patient. I said that to him. I said, if you help me here, I promise you that I will do this because I'm on a path now and I'm not stopping. And so I see the benefit. I know I can do it. And again, cocky, confident, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. And so I just had flipped the switch and I'm doing it. And I was convinced. And so when we talk about mindset, folks, mm-hmm. this mindset was crucial. Because when we talk about like the placebo effect on one of those things, when when you tell yourself, this is what I'm doing, that changes whether or not you're doing it. And so I was convinced. I had had success, so that helped. But I knew I was going to do it. And I was on, I was on a one-way path at that point, mm-hmm. whether he helped me or not. But I said, you help me with this. You give me this tool. I'm going to use it that way. 
and I'm going to be successful. So yesterday I actually got a letter in the mail that I missed my two year post-op and I cannot <laughs> wait to do my victory lap at right. the bariatric center. I'm going to walk into the bariatric center like, oh, you see these? You see what I got here? I built this on my own. Just pushing over just the doctors. Just knocking over yeah. nurses, just a maniac Flipping person. Their charts. Oh, just eating all the vitamins in front of them, just like <laughs> showering on vitamins, like I'll show you. Um, I think this is a great place for us to take a little bit of a we break. Should, yes. Because you just downloaded dumping syndrome I on did. everybody. I did. And so we will be right back with the the second half of this story. This is a good one. This is gripping. Mark, I think we really can't talk about RTD Fitness without talking about your story and how you got to this point. Absolutely. You've been overweight almost your whole life. True. Morbidly obese for, what, 20 years? At least. How much did you weigh? So I was uh, I was 420 pounds at the end of uh, 2019, So and now I'm down to a little less than 200 pounds. Wow. And you've had gastric bypass to assist with this, right? But. In order to do, be eligible for that, you had to start losing weight and moving, right? Yeah. You have to lose 10% of your body weight. And so I'll tell that story. But right now, for me, it's it's what's what does someone do when you're embarrassed to go to the gym? You don't know what you're doing. You're totally out of shape. You have a limited range of motion. I could not do any of the exercises that I saw people at the gym doing. And you got into this particular type of yoga, right? Absolutely. DDP Yoga, it's the DDPY app. It has all of the exercises on it. And I was able to do it from the comfort of my home and on my schedule. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. essentially, like, you want to now pay it forward and give this gift to other people. That's exactly it. This is RTD Fitness. It's an online yoga fitness stretching community, and it definitively works, Neil. We can talk about, oh, this thing works, but really what you're giving people isn't just stretching and yoga, like insight to what you need to mentally get through this whole thing. And someone that they can really talk to that understands what they're going through. It's so much easier when you've been through it to be able to explain all of the hurdles and all of the, the trials and tribulations it takes on the path to get there. And so I'm just so excited to pay this forward, Neil. RTD Fitness, you can search us on Facebook, RTD Fitness. <laughs> All right, so we're back, and the first half of this, or maybe more than half, I don't know, but the first part of this has been Mark kind of talking about this story, and there's a lot of really amazing themes that are in here, and it's really it really comes down to that one doctor saying, like, you know, I see your potential, I see you, mm -hmm. and then and then granting you that ability to get that surgery done. You know, and, and the best part of that story, which we'll save for off the record, yeah. is what happened after I left that. So, I, so I, the doctor says, yes, we're going to do this surgery and mm -hmm. i'm like the relief that i felt in my soul was yeah. like i like a, 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 a full weight had been lifted off my chest like i just felt like this is this is happening now and this is going to be incredible and i was so excited and i left and i walked into the nurse's office and she looked at the chart and went well you didn't lose 10 percent." and so i'm going to tell you the rest of that story oh. on off the record we're going to save the rest of that for off the record it's a juicy it's little a bit a little bit of a juicy bit we're going to get into that off the record but fantastic so he says to me Yes, you can. We're going to clear you for surgery. You lost thirty, you didn't lose forty-two, but you lost thirty. That's a significant weight loss. We're ready to move forward. So I'm three hundred ninety pounds. End of January twenty twenty. Okay, so something significant happened in twenty twenty. So we'll have to keep that in the back of our minds. Just remember here. the time frame we're at here. So it's January of twenty. I just turned forty. So I have pictures of me on my fortieth birthday in a suit, and I'm four hundred. I'm three hundred ninety pounds. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so that's th th my 40th birthday hits, we go out for dinner, but I'm, 
I'm confident. Like, I'm like, this is going to really happen for me. And I got a picture of me in front of a bunch of cupcakes with holding up a 4-0 at my job. And so I, sh- I show it to my boss all the time because we laugh. But um, so I'm, four, I'm 390. I'm cleared for surgery. So now we got to schedule the surgery. So the surgery gets scheduled a couple weeks out, mid uh, end of February. So February 28th, 2020, I go in for my surgery. Wow. I was frightened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a major surgery. Yeah. And so I and don't know the, what like the recovery the, is. Right. The like, after it can be miserable with that. Well, and I was, I was, um, I had no concept of what I was getting into. Right. So, so yeah. So like we'll do the hair switcheroo right. here. Yeah. So did you know anything that was about to happen? Or? I had done, I had done almost no research in terms of <laughs> like, I had tried to not know. I mean, I had talked to friends of mine who had had the surgery and they were really reassuring. When right. I went to meet with the nurse, she had like, oh, I had the surgery and it changed my life. And so she's like, I gained like 50 back, but I'm, I'm way ahead of where I was. And I'm like, well, I don't want to hear I don't 50 hear that, back, right? right? Like, so I'm like, eh. But it doesn't matter either because right. you're, you're going to do it. It doesn't matter if it's the worst thing ever. This is going to happen and it's going to help you. Yeah. So and, so, and so the, the hospital's right near my house. And so, um, you know, Ellis Hospital, their, their bariatric team is excellent. And the guy who did my surgery is top of the line. And so I, I know hundreds of people People have gone through there and been successful. So I, their pictures are all up. Like I'm yeah. like, this, this guy's the real deal. And he was lovely, just a, a, a wonderful guy. So I, I go, I go for the surgery. I get prepped up. I got pictures of me on the bed, um, you know, laying back in the, in the gown, just giant belly, yeah. legs crossed. And just like, I, I knew it was a before pic. So I said to my wife, you got to get a picture of me looking like this because this is, this is it. Like this is, this is where this whole thing's going to yeah. start from. Um, and so she got a picture of it. Um, and we'll probably share it here, but so I'm in bed. Um, um, I get the surgery that the recovery, you know, was, was, um, physically, you know, there was only a couple little cuts. And so my, my body wasn't too messed up from that. Nobody messed with you during the surgery. Like no, go to the light. No, Nothing none of like that. that. No, yeah. no craziness. You know, the, the, uh, I, I had, um, some pretty hardcore pain meds. Um, and I was like, Ooh, give me more of that. Yeah. But then they were like, no, you can have ibuprofen. I was like, okay. Mm. And so, and so there really wasn't a ton of pain afterwards. Like I was, my, my recovery was pretty straightforward. Um, but I had to learn how to eat again. And so like the pre-op stuff, all I'm eating is like sugar-free popsicles for like a week. Right. And so my body is shot. Because there's a special pre-surgery diet. You have to have pre-surgery diet. So there's no liquid. It's all liquids and and like nothing of any substance in your body because they're cutting you open, right? So I, I, I have now, it's, it's mid, it's end of February. I got a couple weeks home where I'm recovering. And so I'm trying to like just eat minuscule little things that I can get in my body. So I'm eating little tiny um, things for the first couple of weeks. It's just little stuff. So I eventually moved to like little tiny meatballs and I have like little tiny bites of meatballs. I'm trying my, you know, I'm just trying to get any nutrition I can into my body as best I can. And my body was not prepared to take any of that stuff on. And there's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. So I love uh, milks and things like yeah. I could have become lactose intolerant. That would have happened, which would have been a huge problem for me because yogurt is like Greek yogurt is one of my main staples. I eat Greek yogurt every single day. And mm-hmm. so if I didn't have that as a protein source, I would struggle to get my protein in on a daily basis. So I, there was no guarantee that I wouldn't be lactose intolerant. Like your stomach can start doing crazy things when they do this and they, and they, and they do the surgery. So I mean, physically what happens is like, because people sort of maybe wonder like what happened, like what's a gastric bypass? 
it's literally like rerouting my stomach and making it into a smaller, like a, just a smaller pouch. And so that I can't get the volume of food into my body. So, and that's still true right now that the volume is the issue. So I can have different kinds of things, but the volume is always the thing. And also the content, which we've talked about, sort of the, the fried cheesecake foods, factory. cheesecake factories, ice creams, those things are, are dangerous for me. I sweat. I have dumping syndrome. It's a whole thing. And so, and that's still true today. Fried foods and, and sugars are, are very, very awful for my stomach. So, so I have to learn how to eat. I don't know how to eat in this body at, at 390 pounds. The weight starts flying off though. So for the first couple of months, I'm dropping pounds like five a week maybe. And that's like yeah. consistent for a bunch of weeks. So I'm like, oh, really I remember that behind you were this. posting all of that. Stuff. And it was five crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like five a week was like, so it's pretty standard stuff. So right. in the first and like a healthy weight loss, if you are doing it yourself and you're not morbidly obese with right. gastric bypass is about two pounds a week, a couple pounds a week would and be plenty. And I'm at yeah. five to six to mm-hmm. seven a week. So yeah. I'm really, which is dropping. still though very healthy because you're so excessive. I was so big that yeah. that's okay at that size. Yeah. And it was actually, I, I, and I felt great. Like yeah. I felt really good. And so that fed itself. It helped me out. And and the second I got cleared, I went right back to the yoga. So I stayed consistent with the yoga. And that was mm-hmm. so important because I wasn't going to be in my body uncomfortable or like not strong. Like the strength and the flexibility that I noticed even at, even at 400 pounds was significant. And so I loved the way I felt with my flexibility and my strength. And so mm-hmm. I needed to maintain that as part of this. And that was very important to me. So uh, it's it's mid February, late February. We go into March, so mid March. I got to decide whether I'm going to go back to work. There's this weird thing happening where people are getting sick, and I'm like, ah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I go back to work for one day, mm-hmm. and then the next day I'm telecommuting because COVID nineteen hits, mm-hmm. and so COVID hits exactly one day after I go back to work. So now, so I'm how long were you out again? I was out a couple weeks, so the middle yeah, was, of middle yeah. of March. So now we're like March fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. Everything went yeah. crazy. So I went back to work for a day. Now I'm telecommuting. So now I'm home, which for a guy who has to plan out every single meal and has to go to the bathroom all the time, phenomenal. Beautiful. So I'm, it's I, like best time to have gastric bypass. And as our orthodontist friend says, best time to get braces. Good, great Both. time for it. Right. right? And, so, and so at that point, though, I'm going to go into sort of some of the early struggles on the off the record in terms of like constipation. And what I needed my wife to do to help me with that. And so those oh, stories. Gosh. Do I want to be here for that? It's rough. It's rough. All but right. like, that's true love. And so the, the amount of like things I didn't know about how my body was. She's like, call food. those girlfriends you always bragging about. call those ex-girlfriends. <laughs> you have so many ex-girlfriends. So overachieving. Fat guy. Oh, fat guy's yeah. nailing all these. Ch- no, that's not what this is. Okay. Let's not call it that. That's it's too much. It's too um, much. So. Off the record, we'll talk more about those early struggles, but my body did not immediately take to any of this stuff. Like I had to learn how to do all of these things. I had to have, again, a lot of trial and error throughout this entire process. I learned really quickly what would work, what wouldn't. And then sometimes I was doing it exactly the same way and my body would react differently and I would get clogged up and it was really, it was, it was emergency situations. And so then um, I would continue to do the yoga. I worked on my nutrition. I worked my way up to where I had lost down to like 240, which is now 150 pounds down from the 390. It's 180 pounds from my heaviest, right? So I'm sitting at 240. It's a whole person. It's a whole adult male, right? And so Mm -hmm. I lost 180 pounds. 
and I'm still like, this is when you and I are in Marlboro, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. still, I still got the belly going. You're wider. I'm wider. You're not still. as wide as you used to not be. Not as wide mm-hmm. as I used to be, but the width is still there. And so, mm-hmm. so I've actually realigned my body. And so, um, I actually was able to reshape using this body weight stuff, using my yoga, f- my physical frame. And so yeah. my gait and all of how I move my body is completely different now based on what's happened to my body composition, mm-hmm. but also the deliberate body weight work that I've done, the way that I've opened my body up and I've allowed my body to have the ability to do the things that it can do all through body weight stuff. So I cannot swear enough by the yoga that I do. Yeah. So I, you're going to hear it from me, but this is, it, it's it's for everyone at any size and everyone can do it. If I at 420 pounds can do yoga, you, whoever you are, can do yoga. I don't care about your mobility. I do care. But mm-hmm. regardless of mobility, regardless of any of your the pre-existing condition, of it. regardless of any of those things, we can and we will work around those things to get you to be successful if that's what you decide to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I that's not hyperbole, that's reality. And so for me... I got to a point where I'm 240 pounds. One morning I woke up and I had like a pain that wouldn't go away in my stomach and I knew something was wrong. So I went to the hospital and I went to Ellis because I knew that was the hospital where I'd had the bariatric surgery. My doctor would be available to me if it need be. And because it was such a specific surgery, I didn't want to go to some random hospital and have somebody go, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm looking at. So I went to the same hospital, same ER, same place that I had gone for for the surgery. And so turns out I had... um, a, a hernia hmm. in the area where the incision was. So there was a hole that was pouring out and that's Us. why I was in so much pain. So yeah. like, so like I had a hole ripped where they the needed to go start. back in. And mm-hmm. so he had to reopen me back up mm-hmm. and go back in and, and suture it all back up, tie it back up, make sure. And he said, that's a thing that can happen, that it, it can move, it can do stuff. And it wasn't and it, because you were doing yoga. There was nothing wrong mm-hmm. about any of my activity level. Mm-hmm. He was actually super psyched to see how, how well I was doing. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. Did he grab your butt? And he, he was inside me. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's too much we're not even off the record at this point so so he so he opened me back up and he's able to do a full-on oil change so when he's in there he's able to look at his handiwork he's able to repair and move stuff around and make sure and like wow, see what was upgrade. going on well Most people don't get an upgrade that's what i said he said it's actually kind of cool that you came in and i'm like it didn't feel all that cool like i was in right. horrible pain it's like there's now not all this fat in well, the he's, way and he's now conf- right and he said like i couldn't see before because there's fat in the way he's wow. like now i can see what's going on and it looks great and i was able to move stuff and get it where it needs to be and so this should never happen again now that i've opened you back up the odds of this happening are almost zero so you won't need to come back because i've done this work with you now which i was like thank you for being inside me doctor so (laughs) he he helped in that way as well so like and that felt like an emergency it was an emergency i was in the er right and so like and if i hadn't gone and i said to my wife like there's something different about this this isn't constipation yeah like i'm physically not okay and so thank god i went to the hospital and they took care of it and so that was part of this as well so I spent 14 months at 240 pounds, and I tell my classes this, all my, the people I work with, my, my um, students, uh, Natasha and Anthony, are, are sick of hearing it, but I tell them all the time, because they get mad about their own plateaus, and I'm like, listen, until you hit 14 months, I don't want to hear it. So <laughs> I spent 14 months at 240 pounds. And that's I, that I, good coaching. I, that, that's just, <laughs> like, it's, I don't hear it. Keep it just suck it up, figure it out, um, <laughs> which is so not my style. But I, it's jokingly. It works. It but works, jokingly, yeah. it's, it's like, joke. listen, mm-hmm. until until you've you know hit that 14-month mark at the same exact way, I don't want to hear it, which I do want to hear it. I'm here to support you. But the reality was 
it was it was hard for me at 240 because I felt like there was still more for me to do. I wanted to lose more. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to get more flexibility. But again, at 240, I am extremely flexible. There's mm-hmm. a picture of me in a, in a split from at 240. Like I yeah. was doing a full split at 240. So like th- I've, I've really continued to work at this. And I'm training myself as, I, as I'm going here. I hit like uh, about a year on the app and I go, I could teach this. I should teach this to people. I need to hand this off. One, because I need people to know that they can do it. Two, because if I stay doing this and teaching people how to do it, it'll keep me in the game. And so that felt important as well. So it was about giving back and it was about supporting and it was about also kind of growing my skill set, which lends itself well to this. Like this is something I I know that I was meant to do. And the universe is undefeated. That's my catchphrase. The universe is undefeated. It does what it's going to do. And if I try to fight it, that's fine. But the universe is going to do what it's going to do. And so the universe put me in this place where this is where I'm at. So I'm not talking God here. I'm talking universe. Universe does what it's going to do. And I I truly believe that. And so... So I get to the year and I'm like, I'm going to train to like learn how to teach this stuff. So I'm, I'm teaching it to people. I'm going online. I create my, my fitness business. I create RTD fitness out of nothing. I just say, this is what I'm going to do. I didn't have a name for it. My dad passed. And so I named the company after him because I promised my dad as he was dying in the hospital that I was going to teach this. I was going to grow. I was going to continue to do this. Cause stuff. he got to see you lose the weight. He got to see me lose the weight. And so so much so that, um, you know, I, I had gone to visit him when he was dying and I didn't realize he was dying at the time. I went down to Florida to see him. And, uh, if I had known, I would have stayed in the room, but I, I I left to go shower and I went to take a jog and shower. And so I fell on the run and he grilled me when I got back to the hospital about exactly where I fell. And so he knew exactly whose house it was, where the, where the, uh, sidewalk was up, where I tripped. And so he was going to talk to the committee that does this stuff about the, the thing and the thing. And so, um, my dad is just one of the best people who's ever lived. He was quadriplegic. Uh, comp- like people tell me I'm an inspiration. That's stupid because my dad didn't have an easy day, a day in his life. He broke his neck at 18, lived in a wheelchair his entire adult life, drove a car, has, th- you know, four grandchildren, lived a full life and, and is an absolute inspiration to me and anybody who knew him. And so I, I knew when he passed that what the name of this company had to be was going to be RTD fitness. It's his initials. And so that was what this was going to be. It just, it, it all, the timing of it was, this is what this is. And so it's been RTD fitness ever since. And that's what this is about. And so, you know, I, I had to re attack my diet. I had to re attack my nutrition and I had to go differently with my 240 pound frame than I did at 400 pounds. So I had to totally tune everything up. So I was eating too much peanut butter I had to work some nuts in. Yeah. You know how I feel about nuts. Yeah. You got to have the salty nuts in my mouth. And mm-hmm. so the variety of nuts was a, a thing that I needed to have more at my meals as mm-hmm. my healthy fat and the little bit of the protein that comes with it. But the healthy fat piece was the, was the key for me and the fiber because I need, I need always need more fiber because of the way my stomach works. And so, um, that little shift along with sort of some of my meal planning and the way in which I was eating, I really tuned in, really got focused and that made all the difference. And so I got back to where the plateau had broke. I was doing, you know, similar level of activity, but my nutrition got different and better. And so I fine-tuned it to where I needed to be. And so I was able from there now to get down to under 200. 195 was my lowest. Um, but I'm, I'm comfortable between like 2 and 210 is a very good weight for me. Yeah. And that's where I am right now. I vacillate anywhere in the 2 two to 210s. And that's a fantastic weight for me. I'm very healthy. It's a fantastic it word. And it just is. And so like I just feel like, um, you know, I, I, again, I'm just... I'm, well, thematically, yeah. it's really interesting because 
despite the success, your brain could have told you you were failing again. Absolutely. And and at 240, when I was stuck there and I'm at the plateau, I'm starting to do the like, right? Like, am I going, am I going to go the other way? You know, like, is this going to, am I going to start eating like I did? Am I going to, like, are the behaviors going to kick back in? Am I going to start? Is it over? Right. It's over. Was it all, am I a sham? Was it all a dream? Was it all a dream? I used to read Word Up Magazine. And so, so yeah. So what do you got? I mean, really, I, I don't have much. Like you've said plenty. I think that it's it really is interesting, this journey <laughs> that you've gone down yeah. is truly just a collection of what most people would regard as failures. Yeah. And I am of the belief, because I have plenty of those, not with weight, but business. Other stuff, right? right? Yeah. yeah, of course. My I have lots of business failures sure. in my background. Yeah. And I always say to people when they they use the F word right. uh, that it's only a failure if you've given up. It, that's the that's when you've been beaten. Are you dead? It, right. There's it's not over. There is a tenacity that is required yep. to succeed, yep. and and that's the difference between somebody that you know uh, is a successful business owner or not. It's not the amount of money in the bank account. It's how many times you get up off the mat after you've been kicked down. Yep. And the same thing here when it comes to Mark's story, uh, you can clearly see that at each failure, quote unquote, it was not a failure. He was getting new data. It was new information. And all along the way, there was people that were like, go and you can do this. And I got you. And this is how I do it. This is, this is how, you know, and then you saw the things that were working for you and it really all came together. And that doctor giving you that green light really like that was a big, big moment. It seems all of it. And I, and, and to hear you kind of summarize it, I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it because I I might, because you know, (laughs) for me, like I, it's, it's, I didn't cry about my hair. Well, your hair is like <laughs> stupid. And so <laughs> this is real stuff. Your hair is like a dumb episode. It's the best episode by far. Like this is not even close to that episode. This yeah. is a little more emotional because this is a little deeper stuff. But um, <laughs> but I, we're still trying to make it fun as best we can. But it's, yeah, it's a lot. Um, for Like I, part of, you're exactly right. And so I needed help at every turn. And when I accepted help, when I got out of my own way, when I got out of my own head, realizing I didn't have the skills or the knowledge and I needed help, when I asked for help and every time in my life that I've asked for help, I've gotten it. When I don't ask for help, I'm in trouble. Your ego is going to stop you from asking for help. And I know that. It's why I'm in the helping business now. It's Mm -hmm. why I run this business to help people because I've been there and I know what doesn't work because I've failed. I failed miserably. And because I failed, I'm here now. And that's not, that's a straight line. And, and every piece of the, the way, as you heard, I grabbed what I needed from that experience and I brought it forward. And I used what worked and I remembered what didn't. And I've used that as my blueprint for how I've gotten here. And so there's nothing magical about what I did. There's no magic pill here. Like, doing the surgery and I know plenty of people who've had the surgery and gained the weight back and they write to me and they talk to me and I talk them through like how to help because I because I get it and I've done it and so when you don't get it and you haven't done it it's hard to talk to people about it like I see a lot of people in the weight loss or fitness industry telling people how they're going to work out telling people trying to bark at them and and they're in ridiculous shape and it's like you know which is hard for me because now I'm in ridiculous shape and now I'm saying stuff to people about how to get in shape but it's like that's not where I started. And, and I have to remember that. Like I always have to remember where I came from because it's easy for me to get on my high horse. And again, 
cocky, a little mm-hmm. bit, little bit confident. You know, I'm going to go that route. I'm naturally going to go that way. But underneath all of that is absolutely the failures that had to happen for me to get here. All of this had to go the way that it needed to go. I believe that. Again, universe undefeated does what it's going to do. And right. so, so lots of stuff here that I've left out that we're going to put in off the record that you're going to be able to hear the, all the juicy, disgusting, hilarious stuff is going to be over there. I promise. Um, and cause I've, cause I've really, the, this is really the cliff's notes. Like this is not even like the juiciest, <laughs> best stuff. This is like high level sort of exp- explanation of what went on. Um, but uh, I am, I'm now in a place where I'm in a maintenance mode, which is super weird for me because I, it's different than actively losing, actively yeah. trying, actively doing. It's, it's I'm still actively doing stuff, but it's it's just to keep where I am or 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 improve a little bit. Like my flexibility, I'm always working on my flexibility gains. Right. But at a certain point, like I'm super flexible now. Like the stupid stuff I can do flexibility wise. Like I, there's almost nowhere else to go with my flexibility, which is super cocky to say. But like if you see me doing my yoga, like I'm pretty hardcore with this stuff. And so to go from a guy who had limited, you know, mobility to somebody who can do crazy straddle splits and put his head on the floor between his legs, that's insane. And yeah. so that doesn't happen. If I don't have the mindset, it doesn't happen. If I don't say to the doctor, I'm going to do this. It doesn't happen. If I don't cry in that lady's office and go download the app, none of, I don't, I'm not here right, right. now. Or I'm sitting at 420 pounds, wishing and a hoping and a praying. And, and that's not going to get me where I want to be. It's, it's really interesting. The mindset yep. that you need for this tier really screams to me of an acceptance and a confidence. Yeah. It's an acceptance. Like I've done it. I've succeeded. I've accomplished the goals that I've accomplished. Yeah. And then you're now confident that even if the, that like uh, those guardrails you set for yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you end up brushing up against them that, you know, you're not going to get back to that other stage. And we've, and we've, uh, you and I t- talked about this the other day, but it was like, you know, there was a week where I was sick and I felt terrible. I didn't have COVID, but I was sick. And I ate a bunch of Stewart's ice cream. I just sat in my house and gained 10 pounds and ate ice cream. It was incredible. It was one of the best weeks of my life because all I did was eat ice cream. And I just sat around eating ice cream, just being just like, yeah. <laughs> let me eat this ice cream. I was just tearing it up. And <laughs> that's going to be the worst video of me just going, wow. Um, but that's a great screenshot. But yeah. I, f- for me, I knew as I was doing it, like this is stupid. But I didn't feel well already. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to feel super terrible. Like I tripled down on it. I was like, I'm just going to feel the worst I could possibly feel, get some dumping syndrome added to my sickness and whatever. And that's not how I continued, right? I went right back to my meal planning. I went right mm-hmm. back. The second I felt better, it was like, okay, that's a phase and I'm done. And 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 because I'm an all or nothing person, there's that like lingering notion that like maybe I would go back to that pattern. Maybe I would go back to that way of eating. I, I, I can't, you know, and, and, and not, that, not that it's not possible, but my mindset is of such a way that I, I, I have enough um, structure in place. When you talk about guardrails, like I have enough, I have enough structure in place to kind of keep me on task, and I have scheduled workouts I got to do because I got people I got to teach, and so it keeps me on point. It keeps me focused. It it, it helps me to stay in the game, and so, um, and and I want to be there for other people who need this help because I get how isolating. And how sad it can be, yeah. and how hard it can be to start and to stay. Like staying consistent is the hardest part. People see gains, you know. Like you say it with the with the supplement industry. Mm-hmm. I take a bunch of vitamins. I feel awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna stop taking vitamins. People work out. They start feeling better. I'm gonna stop working out. 
and, and it's it's human nature. There's nothing about that that's bizarre to me. I right. get, I get it. Yeah, we are here. Yeah, doing this, and I'm sharing my story in a vulnerable way with you all, so that you understand that this is possible for you. Because chances are, if you're listening to this, your story is not as extreme as mine. Your hair isn't as bad as Neil's. Mm-hmm. You weren't as fat as I was. But we want to help you with the with this types of thinking and behaviors that are going to get you to your goals. And so mine is a very extreme example of that. But the patterns, the behaviors, the the structure, the consistency, those pieces are going to be what we're going to help you build in. And that's what this this podcast is all about, folks. Where when we turn the wellness industry upside down, part of that is the fitness industry, the the Planet Fitness just wants you to spend ten bucks and never show up. The hype all of industry. It. The hype industry. The is nonsense. The 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 idea that maybe you could take a supplement or you could take a pill and you're going to lose the weight or you can you can just go to the gym once in a while or, or you, you could just have gastric bypass surgery or you could just have gastric bypass surgery and be fine. Like that idea was never going to fly for me. Like I and people would say like, well, yeah, people have the surgery and you see what happens. It's like I've seen people have the surgery and, and look and feel terrible. Right. And so that was a possibility here. Like I could look and feel terrible. It could backfire. Like I could have died on the table. Like I'm mm-hmm. 400, I'm 390 on the table. They were like, death is a real option here. Like I had yeah. to sign a bunch of paperwork that was like, if you die, like it's not our fault, you know? And yeah. so like, I could have grabbed the wrong clipboard and taken a leg off. Or this is what I'm like saying. Or, or just, or just all of it could have backfired. Right. And so there was a lot of risk here and, and it was a dangerous decision. And I want to just say it, it wasn't one I took lightly. I consulted with my doctor. I consulted with my family. Like this isn't something to go into lightly. And so I'm not coming on here saying, hey, everybody go get bariatric surgery. Like I want to work with you on the nutrition, on the body weight exercises, on the pieces that you can control. And so if that includes a bariatric surgery as part of it, I'm not here recommending or not recommending. That's between you, your healthcare provider, your local neighborhood pharmacist, somebody who you trust to have these conversations with. I, I am not advocating one way or the other. It is your decision, your path. I just want to say this is my story, and this is this is what happened for me. If it's helpful for anyone, that's my hope, is that people hear this and go, it's possible for me. And that's why I tell my story, not to brag, not to be, you know, do, to do, doing a victory lap, which is what I'm going to do with the bariatric center, but that's different. And I'm going to meet the nurse who will talk about her on the off the record. But I, it's important to say that this is not easy. And if I'm, if I'm making it sound easy or I'm making it look like it's easy, I promise you, this, this was painful. There were lots of days, lots of, lots of losses along the way, even, even in the, in the, you know, between the, the constipation stuff, between the working out, between the, you know, like all of the things that have gone wrong, all of that has built to where I am right now. And, and I'm grateful for those experiences because I have a better appreciation for where I am now because of them. But I don't wish all, any of this on anyone. Like it shouldn't get this extreme for you to get the help that you need. And so that's really what I'm here to say is let's not have it get to 420 pounds. What can we do now? Because that cumulative nature of the way you treat your body is so true. And so if we're not getting ahead of it, we're, we're heading the other way. And, and, I, and I don't want to see that for folks. And so if there's anything we can do here to get you there, that's what we're going to do. Thanks for sharing, Mark. This was a really great episode, I would say. Huh? A little, little vulnerability, a little wow, crying little, little Michael Brene, Little Brene Brown, little crying Jordan. Yeah. Little, I took that personally. You know, yeah. there was some real stuff here, real stuff.
That does it for this week's podcast episode. Take a few minutes to give this episode its well-deserved five stars and then share this podcast to your social feeds galore. Visit wellnessupsidedown.com for all things podcast. And remember, being our healthiest starts with being honest about ourselves and the health and wellness industry. Then we got to blaze a new path, marching forward one step at a time. I'm Dr. Neil Smoller with Mark DeSico, and we've got your back. Thanks for joining us. 